Episode 131 for March 2011. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They want to be your local comic shop online. And they have discounts that start at 38 and then go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. A Spider-related example for this episode is Amazing Spider-Man number 660. In this book, Spider-Man teams up with the Fantastic Four to go up against the Sinister Six. Also in the book, you get a Spider-Man Ghost Rider team-up and a preview of Infested, which is the upcoming Spider event for the summer. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Welcome to the Spring Forward edition of the Crawl Space for March. We've got on the line JR from SpideyKicksButt.com. JR, for the last several shows, I've been wanting to ask you about this Osborne miniseries. Are you liking it? Or are you thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, well, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not really. Um, I, I don't like the art at all. Uh, I really, you know, it was like uh, I think in the, I was trying to figure out who Norman looked like. Mm-hmm. In some of these pictures, and I've come, I've come to the conclusion that he's a cross between Woody Allen and Steve Colbert. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not really digging the art. Uh, it's pretty like cool the, how he jumped in front of all those prisoners, start fighting them. I thought that was well, yeah, you know. And what was it? Come out and play with Uncle Norman. Yeah, that was cool. But but, but it, yeah. um, I, I don't like the emphasis on Nora Walters and. Uh, but again, there, there's still two issues to go, so you know we'll 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 see how it uh, we'll see how it unfolds. And uh, Michael from ViewsForTheLongBox.com, and we've got some Superman casting news: Diane Lane as Ma Kent and Kevin Costner as Pa. What do you think? The obvious joke that I missed for the Kevin Costner thing, a buddy of mine told me the other day, which is he'll go out to the field, clear out the cornfield, clear out a large section because if you build it, they will land. <laughs> um, Did you see Paul Kent Kevin, coming out or Clark coming out of the cornfield to him? And yeah, <laughs> I uh, I like Kevin Costner mm-hmm. in most most movies. There are exceptions, but uh, I, I really have no problem with him playing Pa. Um, my opinion on Diane Lane, well, two opinions. One, hell yes. <laughs> and uh, two, I didn't, uh, apparently Zack Snyder said, I'll see you, Smallville TV series, casting a very hot Annette tool as Martha Kent, and I'll raise you Diane Lane, and then he wins the hand, because my God, I love Diane Lane. I have had a crush on her since I was a... Uh, since six pack Since I first saw Outsiders. Oh, wow. Uh, when I was a kid, so yeah, I'm very, very. You happy don't think with those that. two actors are too young? No, well, you know, Diane Lane is is Diane Lane is three years younger than Annette O'Toole when she was cast as the character. Plus, they can use makeup. Okay. Um, for that, she wore makeup in the movie Hollywood Land to make her appear older towards the end of the film. Uh, so I, you know, I, I think they're great. But if they're going to do it in flashbacks, then them being kind of younger works. It just depends on how they're <laughs> structuring uh, the movie and where Ma and Pa are actually going to play into right. it. And we have Spidey Dude from SpideyDude.com. We've got a couple clone bit of news. We've got a Ben Riley action figure coming out the Marvel Universe line. I didn't see. Does it have a yes. hoodie? It does oh, have shut a hoodie. Up. <laughs> Is that the special feature of the <laughs> action figure? <laughs> yeah, it has a special hoodie action. There you go. Yeah. You going to pick that up? 
Uh, I, I'm going to try. I haven't had any Definitely luck picking up the Mary Jane with the little Ms. Lion that I wanted to get, but anyway. Also, I, I saw this in the order form of Mail Order Comics that uh, they have a Spider-Man miniseries called Spider-Man Power Comes Responsibility, and it... it what is that book? Yeah, I was... Uh, okay, the first issue is got snippets from Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The second issue has snippets from the Clone Saga. Is there new stuff in it? Um, it says new material. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll probably end up ordering it mm-hmm. uh, through our official sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of leery about ordering it, but it's you know. What I think it is, it's I bet they're building a trade for like the history of Spider-Man. If you want to get in, here is the history of the last twenty years. If I had to guess, what it is. There. You so go. I don't know. And we have Stella from the Batgirl Oracle. Actually, it's BatgirlToracle.com now. That's a spanky-looking new website, young lady. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it's it. It's really good. And it's since you've good. seen the Spider-Man musical, uh, we've got yeah. some news. Julie Taymor is being kicked out. What do you think? Yeah, I saw that. Um, well, it's unfortunately a slap in the face to her since, she, you know, this was kind of her baby for a decade at least. Um but, you know, if they want to reduce um, injuries and the costs, I mean, it's like, what, $2 million each show or something like that. So they need to, I guess they need to revamp it, but it seems like it's a total overhaul. So it'll be interesting if I go back and see it and to compare it to the first And time. Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa. Hey, I nailed it. God damn it. Are you upset I d- oh, didn't yeah. nail it? <laughs> anyway, he's coming in. And, and, That's what she and, said. Uh, <clears throat> going to revamp the love story, it sounds like. And, uh, yeah, he uh, he actually did a new version of It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman that was, was it that premiered in Dallas last year. Cool. And we uh, Kevin couldn't be with us. He is uh, studying out in California. So in case of emergency, I tend to shine the George Behrman signal in the sky. And he arrives just in time. <laughs> Welcome, George. Uh, you've said in the past that uh, the musical is doomed, huh? Yeah, I mean, everything that we see just keeps telling us, you know, that as I've always said, that the universe is against this show. The universe doesn't want it to happen. And uh, that keeps playing out. I mean, it keeps playing, you know, um, you know, it's uh, it's time to turn off the Tamor. Julie gets uh, gets the boot. And, you know, it makes me wish it makes me wish you could have got, you know, kicked off the show before they spent tons of money on those crappy ass costumes, which they'll probably still keep now. Wow. So, you know, it's. Yeah, the crappy carnage costume that his head. Yeah, is it's, it's, it's so so. Even though she's gone, even though they kicked her off, which in the press release says we're keeping her around creatively, she's not gone from this. Keeping her around creatively means we're still going to use her crappy ass costumes because we've already paid for them, <laughs> and um, and and all the silly shit will probably still be in here. You know, all the all the stuff that seems like it was made by somebody mm-hmm. who likes the the concept but doesn't know jack shit about the character. Yeah. Yes. Um, God. That's Thank you, that's. That'll probably still be in there. I, although, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll see if uh, Takasa can turn that around and actually in, inject something resembling Spider-Man into it. You know, that may – who knows? It may, it may work I, wonders. But, I mean, I, I don't I, like the, I have a feeling – I don't like the idea of the huh? spider totem or whatever JMS messed with. It sounds like she only read those issues. Is that pretty much what – what, you, what's, got her, what's, you got his powers from the spider what, god, Stella? Is that what happened? 
No, it's just that uh, someone is involved, like on the outside, Arachne, which was way back in, uh, you know, a Greek myth. And so I guess you could kind of think of it as a spider totem. But, no, he got it the normal way that um, he went to a field trip and, yeah, got bit. See, Brad, what it is is what it is is it's like, you know, when Tamor decided she wanted to do this or, you know, the first rumblings of this started happening, she didn't know jack squat about the character. She went to Marvel and said, hey, throw me some comics, and they throw her current JMS stuff. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't give her – I'm surprised it's not based off Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, ten years ago, they could have given her this. Like, hey, this is the new hip-hop fresh direction. See how extreme it is? <laughs> you know, but but then again, she could have picked it up and says, wow, really? Because we're five pages or five issues in, and I don't even see them in the costume. <laughs> What's this other thing over here? So maybe they did for all I know. Oh, wow. You know, all right, let's go to the mailbag, and we're also going to do some iTunes reviews. The f- first one is a letter from a uh, person on our message board, Noctis7493. Uh, hi, Mr. Douglas. Uh, you know me by my handle on the crawl space as Noctis. As you, already, as you may already be aware, in the early afternoon hours of Feb- Friday, March 11, 2011, a devastating earthquake initially estimated to be a magnitude 8.9 struck off the northeast coast of J- Japan. Thankfully, the entire country is literally built to withstand earthquakes, and there were only few major damages reported because of the earthquake and its aftershocks, which still continue to this very moment. However, the mighty tsa- uh, tsunamis that followed in the wake of the Great Japan Earthquake inflicted such immer- immense destruction that words like catastrophic and apocalyptic have been used continually by the worldwide media as, as try to attempt to put into words the absolute horror that has unfolded before their very eyes. I'm sending you this letter today from my personal email account and using uh, my handle to convey how very, very close and personal this request means to me as I have friends and loved ones in Japan. On March 13th, the day when you will be recording the episodes for March for the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast, could you please appeal to your listeners and fans to please help with the Red Cross relief effort in Japan? For people in the United States, they can text Red Cross, R-E-D-C-R-O-S-S, to 90999 to make a $10 donation. And for people in Canada, text Asia, A-S-I-A, or Red Cross, to 30333 to make a $5 donation. For more information and to learn more ways to help, they should please visit the Red Cross website at redcross.org. Please help. Every dollar will go a long way. Each donation will make a difference. Again, I humbly beg you to please ask the Crawl Space audience and community to please lend a helping hand for the Japanese people in this incredibly, this indescribable time of tragedy and pain. Thank you very much for your understanding and cooperation. You're a loyal Crawl Space listener, Noctis. So, you've got several thousand people, Noctis, that just heard that, so hopefully will raise some money for the relief effort, which is just devastating to see those pictures coming through. Can I ask a, yeah. a question? And I'm not even remotely trying to make light of uh-huh. this. Why is it ten bucks for the United States and five bucks for Canada? I don't know. It's probably something to do with cell phone companies. <laughs> okay, it's just yeah. kind of strange. I, I was going to make was, a joke about that, but I didn't think it'd be appropriate. So well, I'm not making a joke about it. I was actually like legitimately curious about it, but I didn't want it to sound like I was. Making I don't know a why. It, it. I bet you because the phone system's different up there. If I yes. there's also yeah. there's also different exchange rates. Well, it's really windy up in Canada too. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't me. Apparently so. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's probably got something to do with the exchange rate yeah. too. So Noctis, thank you for sending the letter. I hope we raise some money. Uh, the uh, I, yeah. Brad, you know the you know, have you seen a lot of footage of those of the tsunami? Yeah, it's awful. That, that one town where like the first tsunami footage I saw, where you know the helicopter is actually showing it, you know, hit the mm-hmm. town. 
Um, that was Sendai. Sendai is actually a friendship, international friendship city with Dallas, where I live. Oh, really? So, so like, yeah. people come so, from um, there to Dallas to live? They have, like, cultural exchange stuff. Oh. You know, we, we send, like, high school students over there, and they send high school students over here. And, you know, there's, like, art exchange and things like that. Um, so I'm actually going to try this week to, you know, see if I can't raise a little oh, money cool. for, for those folks. Japan's, like, on my short list of places that... I actually want to see before I die. It's a very short list. <laughs> it's your bucket list. And, uh, yeah, it's my bucket nice. list. And Japan is my bucket list. It's it's one of them. So. Nice. All right, we're going to hit uh, the uh, iTunes reviews. I read some of them last month, and a few of you have written in. Uh, so we'll read them right now. We have uh, this one from Fancy Dan's Little Pants. Love the handle. <laughs> Uh, the, t- the subject is, with a great character comes a great podcast. Five out of five stars. Quote, a very entertaining podcast, a diverse group of reviewers that share a love of Spider-Man. This podcast keeps getting better and better. Keep laughing, Brad. We're laughing right along with you. Highly recommended. Thank you, sir, Mr. Fancy Dan. No- you you gargoyle mental patient, you. <laughs> uh, Vernon Phillips Jr. on February 25th wrote this uh, subject. With great power comes great podcasting. Five out of five stars. Brad and the crew are amazing, just like Spidey. There are several Spider-Man podcasts out there, but none of them have the coverage or the charm like this one does. Great people who truly care about our favorite wall crawler. If you want a good time filled with fun, laughs, and everything Spider-Man, then this is the podcast for you. Keep up the great work, and thanks for everything you do, guys. Vern from Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you, Vern. So if you're if you're if you're looking for a good time, yeah. <laughs> if you're new in town, Salem, look for the. Uh, Oh, no. I have one uh, from Adams. Uh, subject is one of the things I look m- most forward to each month. Five out of five stars. My day gets so much better. Whenever I see there's a new Crawl Space podcast out, it's always a great listen. The topics and opinions are great, and the cast has such a good chemistry with each other, except for when George shows up. And that is an entertaining... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did they really say that, or did you just throw I that just in? I added that because it needed to be said. Uh, <laughs> you're a jackass. <laughs> has such a good chemistry with each other that's entertaining as heck from start to finish. All the older episodes have a lot of re-listening value to them as well. I've gone back and heard most of them, and they're, they've all got a consistent quality to them. If you're a Spider-Man fan or a fan of Marvel in general, I highly suggest this podcast to you. So thank you, Chris. That was really nice. Again, if you want to write an iTunes review, I will read it on the air. And shout out. Yeah. (laughs) Last month they had to bleep some people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. All right. Let's see. I was so upset that I was not there for that particular section of the podcast. Let's, uh, we've got some Spider-Man, uh, movie news as usual there. Uh, we recorded the show like on a Sunday and like the very next day, Sony sent out a picture of the Spider-Man suit, like a professional looking one. Where he's got his mask on, and uh, a lot better than the one looks like the lizard beat him to hell. So, Jr., what do you think of this one? You like this picture better? Or are you getting a little bit more faith in the movie? Oh, um, you know, I don't know that I ever didn't have a lot of faith in it. I haven't been worrying about it that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get what we get. I like the the picture we got. I, I always thought that what we were seeing before was. Uh, more or less like a stunt or a working costume, mm-hmm. um, and that it wasn't really meant to be, you know, the costume. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, 
I, mean, I think it looks fine. I mean, it's obviously different, uh, which is no surprise. I mean, I, I assumed it was going to be a little different. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it looks, it looks fine to me. So, um, I don't have any problems with it at the moment. Is it me or is there a reflection on the eyes making it yellow? Are those yellow eyes mm-hmm. or what? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell whether or not they're really yellow or whether that's just a reflection of the picture or the angle or, or whatever. So Stella, what do you think of it? You like it? Is it better than the last one? Um, Sony? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's a better image than the last one we got. Uh, I, I still am a big fan of the, you know, the one that we were used to. Yeah. And I guess, you know, change. I'm just adverse to change. But it just seems like there's too much, um, too much going on, especially in the wrist and hand area. And, uh, you know, keep it, keeping it simple is always nice. But, you know, I, well, it'll just be, it'll be an interesting experience. I'll still see it, you know, midnight, yeah. but, um, I, I don't know. I guess I'm looking at it negatively more than just because yeah. the whole deal of rebooting rather than continuing on. So we'll I don't see. think we've ever heard Zach or George's opinion on it. So Zach, what do you think, man? On on the cost last I think when we recorded last month we we uh, hit the top. I was not here. Yeah. <laughs> this costume sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, it Why? does. Um, I don't like the spider pointing to his crotch. I really don't want to see. I I don't want to be a, you know looking at a guy's crotch first of all. Um, Just in general in life. The, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly in general. Um, the you like the web I don't like the web shooters. Okay. Uh, it's like it's it's like a bad Spider Ben costume. Is really what is my biggest annoyance with it. A it's... bad Spider Ben costume would have a damn hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George. But um... also, if you look at the the feet area in that picture, uh, it looks like he's wearing boots. It's... You can't see the feet. Yeah, you can if you if you blow it up a little bit. Feet are obscured in darkness. No, no, I see I see a heel toe. Oh, whatever. No, blow it up. The, the, the booties are stupid. The footies? Um, oh, the booties, I'm using yeah. the Bendis term booties because, okay. well, um, I just, it, it, and there's so much that I dislike about this movie. I love, I, I would have loved the casting of Emma Stone as, <clears throat> Mary Jane, as, uh, Mary Jane, but I hate the casting of Emma Stone as, as, as Gwen Stacy because it just doesn't look like, she doesn't look like, herself um she looks very odd with the with the with the blonde hair uh i have so many problems with the only with the movie in general but the only thing i do like about it is the is the name oh yeah the amazing spider-man name yeah uh i i do like that that's cool but the uh that was was rumored back in 2002 when i was covering that that was going to be the name yeah uh, finally got around to it that was a lot of people were thinking it was going to be called uh spider-man 2 was going to be called amazing yeah that's true yeah. yeah. So thumbs so. down from Zach. George, thumbs up or thumbs down or middle finger? Middle finger. <laughs> um, well, it's, you know. What do you hate? We kept hearing this. Well, we kept hearing this, you know, like when we, when we first started posting pictures of this on the on the main page, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and it was just so god-awful. I mean, those gloves are ridiculous. The crotch is ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm like Stella. I'm like, if it's not broke, then don't fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, and what we had before was... About as good as Hollywood's ever going to get us. This proves it. I mean, you know, this is like somebody put, you know, like a couple of BMX costumes in, in a blender, you know, and, and Spidey's ready for motocross. Um, 
one of the things that people hated was the cross. Notice in this first official image, you can't see the cross. It's obscured by his arms and darkness. Yeah. Um, the gloves, people have been, you know, complaining about the gloves and, and, uh, and the arms and, you know, it's, it's still pretty dark on, you know, on here, but I mean, you can, you can tell, I mean, they can't hide the gloves. The gloves is right, you know, the gloves and the arms, the way that they look at it, it's right there. It's, it's, yeah, it's messed up. It's all screwed up. Um, yeah, this is just, it's fail. Uh, every, everything about this is just, it's it seems he gets a new costume in the comics every six months. Do you think they'll use, he'll make a costume like this, put it in the comics? Um, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll hoard out some way. They always do. <laughs> they also well, seriously. I mean, from a do. financial aspect, George, you have to consider that they're wanting to sell action figures, and they can't just re- repackage the same ones they've already done. They want to sell another action figure to a kid. Yeah, well, and awesome, how well that awesome. for Batman? Awesome. Do something. Do a new original action figure. You know, a lot of the Batman action figures that came out, you never saw them in a cartoon mm-hmm. or a comic the- book. They were just like you know crazy. You know, ghost hunting action Batman or whatever, right, Bailey? <laughs> well, the the only thing I'd say to that is look at the Iron Man figures. Yeah, there's a lot of variants of those. Mean, yeah, I mean they they changed the armor like you know from the first movie to the second movie, and they were just able to package as many armors as they wanted to and branch off. I, I think it you know Spider Man has enough action figure lines out there. I mean, even right now, between the three and three quarter line and the six and whatever line, um, that changing it for the action figures really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it's thank you for saying the BMX thing, George, because <laughs> I've been calling him a bicycle courier. Because, yeah. but I was thinking of like moto motocross and stuff like that. So, thank you for that's what that that's what that material looks like. Exactly like it. Yeah, I mean, it, lo- it looks like he's ready to go, like, hang out with Johnny Storm and, <laughs> in the first Fantastic Four film and do some flips on his uh, on his little motorcycle. Are, are we not liking the web shooters? I think I'd like, to, I, and this, I'd like to see a variation of it. I'd like to see. It, it's like the only thing about it that I do really yeah. like is that it's actual web shooters and you can see them. But they're kind of big, aren't they, <laughs> on his wrists? I don't know. They look like uh, dollars, dollar coins. Well, they could you have put what? it on the outside. You know what doesn't work here what? is we've got the, we've got the obviously mechanical web shooters now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, then we had AV era. Remember, I mean, so much of the reaction to this has been negative. Mm-hmm. To all the images we've been seeing, especially Spidey running down the street. I mean, that that looked flat out horrible. That looked like like a fan film. <laughs> no, I, ta- I take that back. There's fan films that have got it closer to it than that. Okay, so and then you have A.V. Arid like in a panic coming out and saying, oh, people shouldn't call this a reboot. This is just a continuation. This is the things we couldn't show you before. And I'm like, oh, you mean like when he stopped using his organic web shooters? <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm sorry, A.V., this is a completely different damn character. Now shut up. What is Oh, what was that, Zach? Zach just passed like out. I just got assaulted by a droid. <laughs> My God. Um... All right, so so we've got conflicting things now. Just you know, from from production, we've got a producer who is still desperate to cling on to the success of the thing that he just pissed away. <laughs> you know, trying to say no, don't call this a reboot. This is this is the same thing, man. This is the same Spidey. Thwip, thwip. You know, when you're like, call it up, a dude. comeback. Come on, Bailey. Yeah, this is not the Go same. Bailey. This is. I've dead. been here for no. years. <laughs> am, am I wrong about that though, Mike? No, no, you're you're, you're not wrong at all. I that was just a thing to I'm, say. I mean. I'm really trying to to stay as positive as I can be about this whole thing. Zach, 
For everybody else, I guess. I oh, crap, I for... thought I was on mute, nope. sorry. <laughs> no, um, I've um, been trying to, to stay as positive as I can be because, you know, I'm sorry, it's kind of cliche to get on the Internet and bitch about something these days. But <laughs> at the same time, when something's bad, you have to, you can't sugarcoat it to the point where it's like, oh, it's okay, and I'm going to put on these rose-colored glasses and everything's going to be fine. And it's like, no, right. you know, the costume doesn't look good. It looks like... It looks like it should have been part of the 70s Japanese series. <laughs> yeah. In all well, honesty. You, you know what? The Japanese fight, he got it closer than this did. <laughs> wow. Well, it so. did. Okay. <laughs> it did. But, but you know what? Mike's right. I mean, on the one hand, you're like, oh, we can't. It's cliche to bitch about it and everything. But, I mean, there's people out there who will defend it no matter what. Yeah. I mean, if if, 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 they had, if the filmmakers have replaced the spider symbol with a pig, yeah. Somebody out there would have been like, well, you know, we haven't seen it in motion yet. Let's not judge. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, seeing it in motion, it's like ass in motion. It's still ass. It doesn't change that. <laughs> I think that's a website, isn't it? Assinmotion.com. Yeah. <laughs> if not, it's going to be registered in just a five. <laughs> yeah, here, hold on. Yeah, I got to now. had to take it there, Brandon. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk, move it on to another topic. Um, recent news, a... Uh, Great copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 sold for $1.1 million. It was uh, a CGC-graded copy of the book. And if you don't know what CGC is, it stands for Certified Guaranteed Company. Uh, or maybe it's – no, yeah, guarantee, Certified Guaranteed Company. Basically, they take your book. They have these uh, guys grade it. They stick it in a slab of plastic. They slap a little uh, piece of paper at the top that rates it on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, this particular one that sold for uh, $1.1 million was a 9.6. So this is pretty much what the book looked like when it was on the newsstand. And I've been researching this. Uh, I really don't know what, uh, how much it costs because there's various prices on it. You can also be a member of CGC's... Uh, uh, Best client list or something like that for $40 a year. But it looks like the basic terms, it's $23 to mail your book off um, to get it graded. And then they'll send it back to you. And then you can pretty much charge, I guess, double or triple of what the Overstreet Guide is. So, Bailey, do you, you, you like to play with your toys. You like, like to seal them in plastic, right? No, I... I, I... What do you think of CGC, I guess, is what the top is? I hate it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's really no other way to, to say it. I, I, I utterly despise it because I, I don't – I'm not one of these readers that that thinks of comics as a collectible as a bad thing because, I, I know, my opinion is, you know, do what you like. You know, if you, if, if you want to buy the comic and stick it in a bag on board and put it in a climate-controlled room so that you can sell it 30 years later and that's what makes you happy, then that's fine. Uh, I like to collect things, but I also like to read them. And the whole thing of slabbing is basically, uh, how do I want to describe this? It's like the worst part of the uh, speculator boom from the late 80s and the early 90s rearing its ugly head back and saying, no, 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 really, you should just buy them to to not read them, you know, they're, they're, they're a commodity. They're, they're, they're not something to be, you know, abs- you know, consumed, I guess is the best mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I, 
I swear to God, I don't know how these things work. I've seen slabbed comics. Yeah. I don't know if you can get them back out. But if I was that dude, I would have bought it, walked up to everybody, <laughs> and took it, taken out like a giant freaking, you know, that's not a knife. This is a knife, crocodile Dundee blade. Slice that thing open and started uh-huh. sitting there reading it right in front of everybody, going, "What do you care? I just gave you a million dollars. Shut up." From what I understand, is you so. can't you, you can't remove them. It'll go down in value. Is what I understand. That, that's not the point. No, no, it's it's. I, I love. I'd love to see that. That would be a million hits on YouTube if somebody filmed it. <laughs> but it's just the thing is, is that. Is this thing still run by Wizard, or did it go off to its own company I think now? It's, its own company. I don't think Wizard has anything to do with it. I think they just had some ads in Wizard. For some reason, I thought they were connected, but it's basically a bunch of people giving what seems to be kind of random grades. It's like, this is a 9.6. Well, what's the difference between a 9.6 and a 9.8? A crease? No, these guys, I mean, these guys had a lot of experience in high school grading girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Girls are their porn collection. But, uh, wait, wait, did, no, wait a minute, Brett. Did they grade them and stick them in plastic so they could never touch them? Again? So that's a serial killer. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I just I think CGC takes all the fun out of collecting comics. Even if you just collect it to you know for the value, making it so that you can't read the book is just counter to everything that I like about the medium. So. Uh, JR, do you have any slab comics? What do you think of the thing? It started in 2000, it looks like, if I'm in history, right? No, the only thing that uh, is going to be on a slab in my house is me after my wife kills me. So, <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. That's you know, that's the only huh? thing in my house that's going to be slabbed. So, um, th- this is ju- I mean, this, this is just one of those, uh, this is dumb. You know, it's, it's one of those things that people who have more money than they know what to do with can... Uh, you know, fool around with. I mean, if they weren't spending it on something like this, they'd probably be, you know, spending it on, uh, you know, putting stripes on their yacht or something <laughs> like that. Um, so, you know, that'd affect me one way or the other. If you want to flush your money down the drain, go right ahead. Who, I mean, the guy that sends it there wants to sell it for triple the amount of what it's worth, I would imagine. And I, I, I don't know. I know I, I haven't bought any. Has anybody on the panel bought one? That's slabbed. Never. Yeah. George, what do you think of this? You've been reading comics for a long time. You like to read them. You don't like to look at them, right? Right. I, I like to read them. Uh, but, you know, it's different. I mean, there's – I've seen people who will do this to, you know, issues that are out there that are, you know, probably worth like a couple, a couple of bucks or something. Like Rocket Raccoon they, they get it, has been slabbed. You know, <laughs> they get it They get it, and they think it's worth – it's probably worth way more than they, than they think. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like it's X Men number one. You know, with Claremont and Jim Lee, and they don't realize that there were eight hundred billion of them produced. Yeah, so that they're really not worth all that much. You know, or things like that. Um, so I, on the one hand, though, I can kind of see. I mean, this isn't just a comic book. No. You know, this is Amazing Fantasy fifteen. This is this is it. This is like this is like the the most you know popular of these Silver Age comic books. This is like one of the most sought after mm-hmm. things on earth. You know, if you're in comics, this is like, you know, I mean, this is this is like finding Bigfoot, um, and then and then you know, hanging out with him or something. But um, so I can kind of see that. I can kind of see where if it's something like this, dude. I don't know that I don't have a security team around it. I don't know that like I don't have it protected like the damn you know Declaration of Independence. 
you know, under under glass with a whole team of people, you know, like rotating teams, you know, mm-hmm. like and like laser laser guided security, and you know, don't even look at it. That's too long. You're you're damaging it by looking at it. Yeah. You know, um, so on the and so on, on this hand, I mean, I, I don't know that I go to this sort of draconian measure. I I think I'd store it properly. I don't even know that I keep it in my apartment. I probably keep it in a security, you know, ba- deposit box. Ba- Bailey just found something epic on eBay. Go ahead, Bailey. <laughs> what is this? Okay, <clears throat> it's a CGC nine point nine set of all five covers of X Men number one by Jim Lee. <laughs> Buy it now. For eight hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think I speak for everyone when I say, "Are you shitting me?" I'm, I'm even wow. shocked by the shipping cost of eighteen dollars. <laughs> no, yeah, but no, you know what? There, well, no, wait a minute. Stupid shipping is free. I'm sorry. The, the, there are people who who either don't know better or who are stupid. Who will buy that? Who have? Who are like Jr. says? You know, they take time from you know you know having you know striping their racing yachts. <laughs> Mattis, you know, uh, and and they will. They'll they'll actually have that done, you know, without going to somewhere like Mile High and realizing that a near mint copy, you know, e- even on some of these is only worth like you know like sixty bucks. Price. I mean, come on. Everybody's got X Men in the dollar bin. Oh, my yeah. God, this is from uh, Hitman's Heroes and Legends in Washington or Wilmington, Delaware, selling this for nine hundred bucks. Uh, the eighteen dollars I was t- speaking of, it says I'll earn eighteen dollars in eBay points if I buy it right now. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, Stella Slab Comics, your two cents. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, I do enjoy reading my comics. You know, I, I as a purchaser of a, a pretty. Um, great comic, you know, Detective Comics number 359. Um, I'll keep it, you know, bagged and boarded, but I, I would probably read it once or twice throughout my lifetime. Um, but, you know, the same people that buy this are the same people that, you know, buy action figures and don't play with them. And I have I have one of those friends, so. Why don't they play I, with them? They're just, <laughs> I guess they're just, they're just collectors. They just want to hang it up. I mean, it's basically oh, his wallpaper. I guess. So. It's well, okay, in fairness to that last statement, mm-hmm. I have a lot of the – I've got four of the Amazing Spider-Man classics, the classics figures that were from Toy Biz. But I have that set, and I have a set that I played with when I was younger, mm-hmm. when they came out. So I'm the type that would buy two. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'll, I, I'm, I'm going to buy a Scarlet Spider one, and put it up on the on the wall, and because I already got the Scarlet Spider one from when I was for when it first came out. So, free. So the co- the companies <laughs> love up. you if you buy two. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and the and the thing is, is is I mean, sealed. Those are worth more money than they are open. Yeah. So I mean. So are the comics. That's yeah. You know, that's true. That's true. Uh, I guess, but uh, okay. Supposedly. I guess it's the equivalent okay. of like a, a car with less mileage. Maybe you can charge more. Well, for you the can car. Still I get into the car. Huh? You can still sit in the car. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and drive the car. <laughs> okay, but if if I was a if I was a person and I had two copies of Amazing Fantasy, you were a person. Not a person. If you had, if I was a real Scarlet Spider action figures, he's not a person anymore. <laughs> he's a person. person. <laughs> yeah, I'm a clone. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, 
If I had two copies of Amazing Fantasy 15, I, I might slap one of them and keep it the other one. It's so dirty. Copy. <laughs> it really does. It does uh, sound dirty. Have we hit everybody up about the slap? Hey, hey, you know what? Hang on. I got a good story about this, about the action figure thing. JR, you remember Alex? Oh, yes. I, yes, I do. All right. So Alex, that's the guy uh, that I did Hero Realm, uh, Hero Realm with way back in the day. Right. Okay, so Alex was one of those that like would buy action figures and then like put them on the wall. Yeah. You know, and like you know it'd be like a display thing. Mm-hmm. And every now and then he'd have one like he'd play with or something, but mostly he would just have them up on the wall. Okay. No, well I say he would play with. He had a kid. You know, he was like he would play with you know things with his kid. You know, but he would just you know leave them up on the wall. And then one day I was actually at his house when he realized that none of this was actually going to be worth anything. <laughs> yeah. And it was such a disheartening moment. I mean, he just sort of looked up at the wall, and he was like, you know, and it, it, it was just, it, it's things like you, you knew, but you denied for a long time, and then finally you're done, and you're just ready for the truth, and you're like, yeah, this is stupid. This is never going, these are never going to be worth anything. He literally took them, and we're talking dozens of them, off the wall, just started cracking them up and <laughs> throwing them into the floor for his kid to play nice. with. Nice. Nice. It was like they were being liberated. I, I wanted to cry. I was like, oh, my God. Let's set, set your X-Men free. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's raining toys. <laughs> that kid, that kid must have just thought it was Christmas morning, man. Oh, they, well, by that time he had he had uh, two sons and a little girl, and they were in there going, "Oh my God, it's like Christmas!" And I'm like, "Oh, this is, oh, this no, is." I mean, I had a buddy of mine with a similar story. He bought a whole ton of Episode One Star Wars action figures, and he by the time he was on his third kid, he was like, "No, nah, man, this let's open these up." I, I, <laughs> I. Uh, just think that's hilarious. How resentful are the older kids that it took the third kid to get him? <laughs> I, right. I I wore daddy down. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I've got all of my action figures except for a few of them currently in like a little storage tub. And I told Rachel the other day, I'm probably not going to put them out. Wait for when we have a kid, and when they get a little older, I'll let them play with it because you know they look cool on the shelf, but they take up. It's kind of like George said. At some point, you're done. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter as much as it once did. And yeah. you get kind of practical about the whole thing. And it's just like, okay, they could sit up there, or my kid could sit there and play with them and get a lot of enjoyment out of them. And this is going to be one of the things they talk about on a podcast or a vidcast. Or, hell, by the time they're adult, they're like in their 20s, it's probably all going to be mental telepathy. So, <laughs> Welcome to the Crawl Space Mental gave- Telepathy Show. <laughs> I gave uh, I gave all of mine away to my uh, my best friend's kid. He calls me Uncle Uncle T. Yeah, that's nice. Because my nickname is Trey, and so uh, I, I took them all over. All my DC directs. Um, that's, a, that's nice. Well, I, I I I take that back. I, I don't think I've taken over the DC directs. I probably will, but I took him over. Uh, oh, all the all the Marvel stuff, you know. And I had um, oh gosh, uh, a black canary that I know that I gave him. So I did give him some DC direct stuff. But one of them I gave him was that black. Uh, remember the super articulated Spider-Man? Yeah, the from Spider-Man. With, I don't know, like he's big with like one point with like one point five million points yeah. of articulation or whatever. He's awesome. No, this is this was before the Spider-Man movies. This was like oh real. You know, I remember that. I don't. And and I, and I gave him like the Spider-Man one and the one with the symbiote costume. And he thinks that's Venom, and he just – but it, he'll call it Venom Venom Man. Mm. Like it's Venom Man. And I'm like, no, he's just called Venom, and then he'll just look, look, look at me like I'm you know, talking to Harrison. He's like, Venom Man. And I'm like, okay, don't kill me. I'm he, sorry. He, he, he can call it Flash Thompson, and you still won't recognize it. 
Right. Right. And I'll probably give him, you know, I, I've got a ton of those old Batman, um, the original Batman animated figures, you know, from like the, uh, the 90s, like the early 90s. Right. Oh, I, I do too. And I'll probably give him those at some point, you know, or, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big, you know, believer in, you know, passing that stuff onward. So probably give him those at one point. All right. Let's tackle the reviews for this month. We have three books, actually two books and a point one book, evidently. I've never, we've never done a point one book. Uh, we're reviewing uh, Amazing Spider-Man 654 written by Dan Slott. Uh, and scripted by Fred Van Linty and Stefano Caselli on art. This wraps up that, uh, oh, what's the name of the storyline? Um, I, I guess it's the big time, big time, two. big time two, I guess. <laughs> uh, not brand new day part five. JR, I haven't heard uh, from you. It's called the Revenge of the Spider Slayers. That's what it's called. Part three, self-inflicted wounds. JR, what's your pros and cons of this one? Um, you know, surprisingly, I liked it. Um, I thought it was a fairly satisfying conclusion to the story. You've got uh, climactic battles with the Scorpion and with Spife, and, uh, you know, the good guys win, but it comes at a, a fairly heavy price. Um, I liked uh, I liked some of the lines in there. I liked Jonah's line about leaving the crazies in the state where they belong, New Jersey. Uh, that just that just seems typical for a New Yorker to say. <laughs> And uh, Spider Spider Man telling the Scorpion only in the sense that I've used mouthwash smarter than you, I thought was a good line. Yeah. Um, and I liked it when you know at the end after Marla died and Jonah told Spider Man that he wasn't going to blame him for for this. <laughs> I thought that was a um, Zach mute <laughs> fairly uh, fairly interesting moment. And uh, you know I do hope that uh, Marla's death has some kind of long term impact on Jonah. I mean I don't want him to stop being Jonah, obviously, but I'd like to see this mean something. Right. Uh, and uh, but a big con is I don't know what to make of Max Modell's assumption that nobody could be smart at have, be, have superpowers and yet be smart enough to come up with web shooters. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, is 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 that just a stupid statement? Is that the psychic blind spot at work? Is that Modell really fit stumbling onto the truth, but he's trying to put Peter at ease by you know throwing out this you know oh see I really don't know what's going on. But then again, that brings us to the question, is a psychic blind spot working? Um, I wish that Slot would answer that once and for all. But overall, I gave this story a B. B. Um, you know, Marla hasn't been used in a long time. I mean, there, no. there's decades that go by that you don't see her. So is it a big loss to the, the canon? What, what do you think it does to Jameson? Well, hopefully it does do something to Jonah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have your wife, you know, your wife, I mean, they just reconciled, and then all of a sudden she gets a, uh, whatever it was, a spider slayer spear right through the heart. Yeah. Uh, that's gotta be, that's gotta be pretty traumatic. I mean, you, uh, even if you're a, uh, even if you're a hardhead like Jonah, I mean, that's gotta, that's really gotta knock you for a loop. Yeah. Uh, so, and, 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 you know, the whole thing with the spider slayers is, 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 um, you know, that's kind of his day of reckoning. That's a ball that he got rolling mm-hmm. many years ago when he, uh, when he solicited Smice Old Man to start building spider slayers. So, you know, definitely a case of Jonah's, uh, chickens coming home to roost. Yeah. Uh, I'm not big on killing off supporting cast members. I'm really not because they, they, you know, very seldom do they ever get adequately replaced, but I wouldn't call Marla a, um, I mean, you know, you, you've kind of got like a, a, the A list of supporting characters, and then you've kind of got the B and C listers. Uh, Marla's not a, a list supporting character, so I, I don't 
consider that that great a loss that she's gone. But like I said, I just hope they do something with it and don't make it one of those random comic deaths that's right. forgotten in about you know twelve months. Have we ever seen Jameson going on like speed dating or going out on dates? I think that'd be a fun story. Actually, that would be like when yeah. like when he was going through secretary. Right, that one wouldn't time that be a fun story? On her honey. <laughs> that that would be that it would be, but uh, wow, you know the way Marvel time moves. Though I mean, uh, uh, you know, I don't see any. I mean, if Jonah starts looking for another girlfriend anytime soon, he's he's gonna he's gonna be looking like an asshole. So uh, it's it's normal you know, for him. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know that I don't know that they could. Uh, I mean, it would be a fun idea, but uh, I don't know that they could make it work in no. the uh, the way the time works in the Marvel universe. Right. Uh, let's see, George, what do you think of this issue? Um, yeah, I mean, Marla is not that not that big a deal in the scope of things. I mean, and brand new day, they didn't know what the hell to do with her, so they just got rid of her for the longest time. Then bring her back, and then it's like, all right, uh, it's time to kill her off or whatever. Um, to me, it, it, this feels more like Slot is, is bound and determined to make his run impacting just by killing people off. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to be that guy. He's killed off Kingsley, or supposedly that'll be, you know, undone by a different writer. Um, he's killed off Kingsley. He killed off Montana. You know, of course, again, in a, in a you know, way that Montana can be brought back later. Uh, but, he, you know, now he's killed Marla in a pretty obvious way. Uh so to me, it's like okay, I, I get the message. You're going to be killing people all over the place. <laughs> you know, you, you're you know you're about as subtle as a, as a sledgehammer to the face mm-hmm. with that. Um, so on, the, but on the on the other hand, um, did you like anything in this year? I, had, I, I I like the artwork, mm-hmm. uh, but the, I had other problems with this issue. I mean, I like he he's remember early on, like one of one of my criticisms was like everything in this is being played like a sitcom. Yeah. You know, every everybody's trying to get a laugh in here, and it works best when Spider-Man is the one getting the laughs, and everybody else plays it straight. Um, here, we we've got less of that now. We've got less of everybody trying to get the laugh, and it's it's like he's calmed down. It's like slots calmed down a little bit from like the oh my god, oh my god, I'm the sole Spider-Man right? Oh my god, you know, and, and like he's he's finally come back down a little bit off of it, and he's you know maybe hitting a stride now and finding a little bit more even tone, you know, voice for the book, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I had problems with the fight. I mean, these fight scenes for for the for the finale of this of this arc should have been epic. Now, I didn't read the the last one before this. I didn't read uh-huh. the last one I read was like six fifty one because that was the last one I I had to do for the podcast. Uh-huh. So, and I didn't read the other. So, I'm coming into this one at the tail end. But I, I I get in here and I'm like, okay, so we got the Avengers in here. I saw the thing hit somebody once. I saw Miss Marvel hit something once. Uh, I saw. At one point, uh, Smythe tossed Miss Marvel and the Thing around like rag dolls, and then Spider-Man hits him and takes him down at one time. <laughs> there were some anti- there were some anticlimactic fighting fighting scenes in here, like Spider-Man. And I know you know we had the bomb that sets uh, you know that erases his spider sense or whatever, you know, and and but then you know he takes the the scorpion down in like one hit. I'm like, you have all this build up for this fight, and it was. It, it was lame. It was like it's over in one hit. Same thing with Smythe. I mean, the ending is like, bam, one hit and he's down. Yeah. So that we ran was, out of pages. Ran out of pages. Well, you, <laughs> well, you know, I, from a writing. I, yeah, I get, it was like he was trying to put too much into one. I, it, it's like the opposite of, uh, of of decompression. You know, it's like instead of like you know drawing you know like one conversation over the span of an issue the way Bendis does, 
it's like slot tries to put so much in there that, you know, the actual fighting part suffers. I had the same problem with um, the fight Spider-Man had what, with the Green Goblin, with Norman. What was it, that, that first arc that after after the, the brand new verse started up where we had the Green Goblin coming New in? Ways to Die? Was it... Was that it? And yeah, at the end that of was it, it. The fight was like the fight was like way lame. It was like anticlimactic. Well, I thought it was. It was like, okay, here's Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, and it, it, it didn't even last that long. I, I thought it felt sort of expectations, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what you, I got here. Br- I was disappointed. You briefly hit uh, on the uh, spider sense. Do you think that's going to be lasting, or what do you think of losing the spider no, sense? No, it's, that's that'll be over in probably like half a year. Half a year. Jared, what do you think of that? Yeah. We, I mean, uh, we didn't hit that up with you either. Well, uh, I think he's lost his spider sense before, hadn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, two forty nine and two fifty. Yeah. Green Goblin that used to be his stick. Green Goblin and Hobgoblin. And, and like, Venom doesn't set it off, so. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when he went out to Portland or whatever with Mary Jane, when he was being written out of the titles, and uh, he uh, he lost all of his powers at one time. <laughs> right. So it's not it's nothing new. And, and as George says, it'll be over within six months, probably. George, what's your grade on it? Um, I did like the artwork. Uh, the fight scenes were anticlimactic. I'm Marla's death didn't impact me all that much. I'll, but I'll give it. I'll give it a B minus. Okay. Uh, Stella, what do you think? Okay. Um. Well, even though Peter basically lied, I like the uh, the new relationship that I think has formed between Max and Peter. And I think it's nice for him to have an outlook and actually um, be able to talk to somebody, however limited the conversation may be. Um, the con, well, Robbie just totally left his son under a pillar of cement. <laughs> Or I suppose we can just assume that he helped him out and then left. But that entire scene was a little confusing because uh, he said they won't leave until they find. And then he says Jonah's dot, 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 best, dot, 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 friend. And then they go to another scene yeah. and then they come back and, and Robbie is weeping out of a window. And I had trouble. I had to go back and figure out how did this all come back together. So that was a little a little jumbled. But why would you leave your son under rubble is kind of my my main point. Uh, you know, Marla is dead. Uh, the spider sense gone. I thought all this was like the shock factor was pretty up in my opinion. Um, I actually, for a moment, almost thought that either Aunt May or Jameson Sr. was going to kick the bucket, since I know that Marvel likes to kill people off now. So I wondered if one of those would uh, would be singing their last song. But I, I would give this a um, a B. Uh, are we allowed to talk about the backup feature? Oh, well, I thought we'd hit it up because it's pretty much the same deal with the next issue about Flash Venom. So yeah, you you, you oh, can say so a, wait until that. You, you can say a couple things oh. if you want. What do you think? Okay, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I, I would give it a B plus overall. Um, you know, however naive I think it is for someone to think that you can control the symbiote, it really does seem like a move that uh, the military in the comics world would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I actually like the reinterpretation of the suit. I think it really fit like the military style. So yeah. uh, I may be the only one that enjoyed that, but I guess we'll get to point one later on. But I thought that was a, a pretty good backup. Cool. So what's your grade? Oh, you said uh, jump, sorry. for the backup, yeah, B plus for the main issue of B. Okay, Zach, what do you think, bud? <sighs> That's never good. <laughs> there, there, let me let me go with my pro. Right. The artwork is gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, extremely great. Uh, the facial features are natural and and all that 
there's not really a bad spot in this issue in terms of the artwork. The story. I know what Dan's trying to do. Dan is trying really hard to get as much meat to the story per issue as humanly possible. Because for years, everybody has complained about decompression, Bendis-style storytelling. But at a certain point, you wonder if if this would have benefited from having an extra issue. And to me, I was very underwhelmed. Very it, that that's the best way of describing it. Underwhelmed by the resolution of the story. Um, my big one of my big gripes about this death of Marla Jameson is. Who cares? If, if you're if you're focusing on Jonah, which you know we'll, we'll see later, then it's a great a great moment for Jonah. But it really doesn't do anything to advance the the, the character of Peter. Again, this is you know I've talked about this before, but this, it seems like Brand New Day and, and Big Time and, and ever since Slot came on to Amazing, the the big thing is to build up the supporting cast. Sometimes at the expense of not building up the main character of the book. And I think this is just another shining example of that. We have advancement on a forward progression on everybody else but Peter. <laughs> and so to me, there's – it just – I'm underwhelmed. Um, but I don't give a damn about Marla Jameson, no. and and uh, you know I'm 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 quoting, you know, or paraphrasing what Gerard Delatour or, or one of our reviewers for Amazing uh, on the Amazing Spider-Man title said: nobody gives a damn about Marla Jameson. It's a minor character. So to me, and, and I one, another thing that annoys me about Slot is the spider sense is gone. That's stupid. Two. The uh, continuity, the selective continuity that he uses. Oh, I, it, you know, I'm almost glad Marla Jameson's gone, just so that Slot can't say, "Oh, I built Spider Slayers," because I'm I'm channeling my inner Bertoni here because <laughs> that just is annoying <laughs> me. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I built Spider Slayers. So I'm going to give this a C. Okay. Uh, the art would have, you know, it have been a better story. It would have gotten a B from me, but the artwork saves it from getting a D or an F. Okay, Mister. Hey, hey, yeah. Can I can I ask uh, uh, Spidey? To yeah, hit it. Quick? What did you think of uh, Phil in this issue? Mm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I uh, Uncle Phil. <laughs> I, I I I am I, I'm kind of getting tired of Phil. <laughs> uh, although that probably was the best looking hobgoblin we've seen. You mean the half face uh, masks? The half face, yeah. I would have rather Sakelly or yeah, Skelly draw the, the Hobgoblin arc than him. Um, other than that, I'm kind of it's just kind of like okay, I'm getting a little. It's like every single issue, let's beat you over the head. He's the Hobgoblin. He's the Hobgoblin. He's the Hobgoblin. So yeah, Mr. Bailey, what do you think? Um, decent resolution to the story. I I, I rather. Enjoyed it while I was reading it. I, I am still kind of sick of seeing like a thousand guest stars in his own book. Yeah. The ending was dramatically good. Yeah. 
uh, like, you know, coming all that way and then bam, it, it's her that's, that's killed. And I have to agree with JR, the, the best moment of the book is when Jameson looks at Spider-Man and says, I'm not going to blame you for this. Because I think that's what everyone was expecting. Everyone was expecting Jameson to turn around and look at, look at, um, look at Spider-Man and said, you know, if it wasn't for you, this would never have happened, blah, 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 blah. And not only was he, you know, the instigator of the Spider-Slayers to begin with, but isn't, if I'm correct, isn't that how he and Marla met, uh, years ago? Yes, with, indeed. With, and, yep. uh, where, God, I, I read that issue and that was damn creepy, by the way. <laughs> it's like, oh, I knew your father. How you doing? I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, but, um, but for her to die that way, I can't fault slot for it because it, it does tie into the past. It's not him randomly killing a character. There's a lot going on in that death. That said, I kind of got to agree with uh, with Zach, and so what? You know, this character hasn't been around. You know, it's not like he killed Aunt May. Uh, hell, killing Jonah's father at this point would have probably been a little more dramatic, because at least we've had some really good character development, in my opinion, with him. Um, plus, it would have stopped all the freaky old people sex. But... Yeah. So we, we, on the we gotta agree, Jameson Senior's a goner, though, right? I mean, he's he's. I mean, he's just got. I don't know. They haven't killed him by now. No, he's that's uh, he's done. But uh, we, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, we, ever since he was introduced, we were like, "Yeah, he's gone." They're gonna Nathan Lebensky uh, his ask. <laughs> so, uh, plus sides. You know, I, I thought it was a decent resolution and a good death. On the other hand, I really didn't care about the death all that much. So it kind of kind of balances out to a B minus almost. Okay. It's like not the best thing ever, but it, there were things that I did like about it. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much with Bailey on this B minus. Since everybody's already hit my pro up several times of the. This is all your fault, Spider-Man. He's not going to say that because I know it's just my fault, my fault, all mine, which is, I think, the best scene. The second best scene, I thought, was uh, for my pro is where he's heroic and he uh, detonates the whatever that little box is that destroys his spider sense. Uh, but I have no choice. I can't detonate it remotely, so there's no point in waiting. This is the one thing that can save Aunt May, Marla, Robbie, and the others. I can't worry about myself now, even if I risk disrupting my own... Ah! <laughs> Anyway, Spider-Sense. Anyway, I thought that was heroic. I thought that was nice. Uh, Khan, I care absolutely nothing about any of the enemies he's fighting. Um, I know I like Mac Gargan, but I, uh, the Spider-Slayers I could give two shits about. The person that killed Marla, was that Scorpion or was that a Spider-Slayer? That was Smythe. Smythe. I, I, I don't care about any of the villains. I think that was just the downfall. Um, B- minus out of me. Uh, 654.1. As Mr. Bailey said in his review, uh, this is supposed to introduce new readers to Spider-Man. Uh, but instead it introduced new readers to Venom. This one's written by Slot and Mr. Ramos. Uh, we had Bailey last, we'll have Bailey first. What do you think of, uh, this one? Okay, take it, taking on a, a, a story about Flash Thompson, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, we all kind of saw this coming. He, the, the Venom costume, the, the, the Venom costume, the symbiote was going to 
take control at some point, uh, no matter what controls they had in place. Uh, I do agree with, uh, I believe it was Gerard who said they were kind of ripping off true lies at the beginning. But, you know, that, that's kind of a common, you know, secret agent type thing that they go into a party and they're dressed up in a tux and all that. So, the tracking chip is kind of cool. I've never seen that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, it, 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 I, I, I was surprised at how much I liked the concept of Flash being um, Venom because they, they, instead of just making him the villain that would slink off into the night and come back and attack Spider-Man every once in a while, they actually gave him kind of a purpose, and I kind of dug that. So you have that. Unfortunately, Spy- Peter Parker was in two panels, and then we had like a two-page thing, and that's the only place we saw Spider-Man in the books that Joe Q himself said, this is a jumping-on point, so come check it out. And what we got was a backdoor pilot. Yeah. I mean, this is how the freaking Rockford Files was introduced, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> it, it was another show. They couldn't get they couldn't get the the show together, so they they had the whatever detective character call in Jim Rockford. He did the case. Show, and at the end, the guy comes in and says, "Hey, how you doing?" What show introduced the Rockford Files? I got to go. I forget off the top of my I'm head. But, so. I was conflicted all through reading this book because I'm like, I'm kind of liking it, but damn it, where's freaking Spider-Man? This should have been slots, you know, big, huge, okay, I just did big time, I just killed off a major character, wait till you see what I got now, and instead we get this, and it's horrendously disappointing. You know, a freaking Alpha Flight can get a .1 issue. (laughs) Why can't Venom get a .1 issue and then us have a Spider-Man story, you know? That, it just bugged the crap out of me. And the, the other thing that bugged me is that Flash Thompson sees Peter talking to Mary Jane, and his first response is, oh, man, he's going to screw it up with Carly. And it's like, Flash, didn't you learn the last time that when you see Peter with another woman and you think something's up, something's not up. <laughs> it wasn't up with Shashan. It isn't up with Mary Jane. He's just talking to Mary Jane. It's all good. Maybe Carly was at work, you jackass. <laughs> So I'm going to give this one <laughs> C+. Wow. I can just see Bailey reading it. You jackass! What was your grade, Bailey? I missed it. C+. Plus. All right. Uh, Zach, go ahead, man. What's your grade? Oh, you, you didn't like the last one. Did you like this one? Uh, this one I liked less. Oh, wow. And I think it's because of the artwork. You're filling, uh, you're filling the Kevin role now. <laughs> <laughs> this one, because this one was I've bad. Got because... I, I've replaced Kevin. <laughs> because George replaced me originally. So. Um, well, let's, let's let's face it. George upgraded from me. Oh. But uh, what's your pro? Anyway, I'm reading this issue and I and I'm flipping through it. And to me, I'm going to give this a D okay. as it felt. Because to me, this really felt like slot. I. I I kind of got the feeling from, from reading this issue that it was kind of woefully underdeveloped. And I know that there's a going to be an ongoing series and everything like that, and uh, I read the review for it, and um, Crazy Chris gave it four out of five stars. So I just – to me, I agree – I perfectly agree with Bailey. This should have been – Dan Slot's big wow, bam, pow moment. 
It, you know, throw everything in the kitchen sink in this particular issue. Be like, you know what? This is this is what we're going to be doing for the next year. Instead, we get this kind of crappy Venom story. Uh, concept is pretty good. The artwork is. This is far and away Ramos's worst artwork in, in being one of the three artists. And I think part of it is is the inking and the uh, coloring. I, I think it's, it's extremely sketchy. As, as soon as I saw Ramos's monstrous venom, I, I groaned because I was trying to figure out when I went back to 2003 um, and making sure that Jenkins wasn't writing this story. So... Just a solid D for me. Is there me. any I, pros? I, I, um, I like I like the interaction with Betty and and, mm-hmm. and, and Flash. Come. Okay. Uh, that was that was my pro. Come. Okay. But other than that, not really. Jer, we haven't had a good Venom story in years. Was this one of them? Well, Ellen, we still have. <laughs> um, that was, I, I didn't think this was particularly bad, but it was just ordinary. I mean, it's 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 very you know just. The old spy tropes, you know, the, and, you know, rescue, and then rescuing the, uh, the, you know, the important person who needs to be rescued. I mean, the, the plot was nothing special. Although it really wasn't the point, I suppose. The point is, is what's going on with the character of Flash. Um, you know, and I, and I agree with, you know, the whole, seeing Peter talk with Mary Jane is, I, I don't know, Flash isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. He really mm-hmm. isn't. So for him to leap to a, a not particularly founded conclusion is, is probably not out of the ordinary for him. Um, but again, it's the thing that bugged me more than anything else is the Carly love that, it, you know, it's like now he, you know, now he's on the bandwagon. You know, he's talking about what a great girl Peter's got and how in the world can he screw that up, you know, and Jesus, I mean, you don't know this girl, and you think he's per- and she's perfect for him. I mean, well, Jr., you know, I, I don't know if you got the memo or not, but Carly is perfect for people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I tell you, I didn't get the memo, but I think virtually everybody in the uh, Spider-Man cast did. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it's it's like. Why? Why? You know, it's it's really getting old. I mean, and and why wouldn't he talk to Mary Jane, who's only probably his closest friend? You know, so. Uh, it's it's but then again, like I said, Flash isn't that smart. Um, I was going to make fun of the villain's name, Flag Smasher, because there was a uh, there was an old Republic serial back in the forties called Spy Smasher, which I just thought was totally lame and stupid. And then I found out that he's actually an established Captain America villain. So I guess oh I yes, can't. oh yeah. yeah so, so I guess I can't make too much fun of him. But was uh, he in that uh, McFarlane's uh, Spider-Man Silver Sable thing? Like in the three twenty-ish. I also don't know who was the. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. uh, that was Paladin. Uh, Flash Nation. Nation. Yeah, thing? was that pa- was that Flag Smasher? No, Flag Smasher wasn't with them. Okay. That was uh, that was Paladin. Paladin. Okay. And like, and like Sabretooth was in there. At some right. Point. The, yeah, the yeah, thing I, was in there. The thing I would have liked to seen though between this issue and then like the little um, backup that we got last issue is, and I'm I'm waiting for the conversation between Flash and Spider Man. I mean. Yeah. What I, I mean, wouldn't Flash if it just seems like we're missing a story here? Um, you know, for, you know, one. I mean, when Flash was first presented the idea, what did he think? 
you know, I mean, what was going through his mind. Uh, you know, I mean, and as much as he idolizes Spider-Man, wouldn't he have consulted Spider-Man? Um, and, you know, don't say the Flash couldn't find him. I mean, all he has to do is say, hey, Peter, I need to talk to Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, Spider-Man shows up. Nice. So it just seems, now, you know, it could no, be No, what will happen is, Jer, is he would say that, and Peter would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't talk to Spider-Man. I don't have him on speed dial. Because that's not been overused. <laughs> Uh, that's true. Uh, it just seems there's something missing. Maybe the writer who does the regular Venom series will, will, will get into that. But it just seemed that, you know, before we started getting to these missions, that there was an important story to be told that, that wasn't told. Um, and, um, you know, that, that, that's pretty well it. What's your grade? Um, I see. Okay. Uh, Stella, what do you think? Do you like the new Venom? You kind of, kind of, um, you said you kind of do with the backup. Yeah, I think my my definite pro would be, you know, the different perspective that it was all about Flash, but then, of course, this bleeds into the con. Um, I thought that the issue was good until halfway when all of a sudden Flash's legs fall off. And, uh, because there's a bomb or something. And, uh, that's apparently all Venom needs to actually get a hold of him. And, um, then he eats an arm and then apparently goes back to normal. So frankly, that that I I don't even know what to say about that. Um, as a star- <laughs> Sounds so weird out of context, doesn't it? <laughs> but that yeah, well, uh, you know, as a starting on point, this obviously wasn't very good. I mean, you'd wonder who Carly is, where Spider Man is, since you know this is all about Flash, and if you're a kid um, or perhaps a parent, you'd be a little grossed out by Venom eating. Uh, eating a, an arm, and of course the wham or the crunch, whatever it is, is actually cleverly placed over the, oh. the, the eaten part of the body. However, the next page you then see him spit it out, so there's a flying, flying limb. So, you know, you know what's going With on. The sound uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought that, um, the first few pages are really powerful just in their sight. In their silence, you know, there's nothing, nothing said at all, but it's just kind of the pain that's pushed forward through the art. Um, the layout of the art was clever. There was one point that uh, it was just, oh wait, am I talking about six? Maybe, oh, I'm talking about six forty-five. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> that's it's all, right. all for, I have to one say for the other one. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, overall, I think I would give it a B. Okay. And George, you don't like Venom to begin with. No, oh, no God, matter who's no. in the suit, you hate the bastard. Yeah, yeah. Venom, Venom was a really cool idea um, that shouldn't have escaped the eighties. Um, here's 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 a here's a, a hint for Dan Slott. There's a free writing tip for the pro. Um, when you're blatantly ripping off James Bond, don't have one of the characters in the story refer to the fact that you're blatantly ripping off James Bond. Really, I yeah, mean that 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 doesn't do much for for your story. If Sean Connery were dead, he'd be turning over in his grave right now. Uh, th- this actually, I checked, and this makes him want to die. <laughs> okay. He sent me an email and said, "I wish I was dead." George, thanks. Um, but no, uh, Jr.'s right. You know, suddenly Flash goes from you know, you know. Actually, let's let's take a, let's let's talk about that for a minute. Flash has been mishandled by so many writers since like even just since like the late nineties. You know, they they brought him back. They tried to make him Pete's best friend. And do you remember during the Mackie Byrne reboot, Jr. where they regressed him? Oh yeah, yeah. At college, like Peter ran into him at college, and then they tried to make him like the like the bully again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. 
I think that was that was so pathetic. And then he went from that, and then, then I he think w- the next time he saw Peter, like, I think it was in Jenkins' run, he was like, yeah, Peter, I'm sorry, I was going through some issues that day. Boy, I was a real dick. Hey, let's be pals. And then, like, they'd hang out, and then, like, uh, then, he, then he's in a coma, then he's a vegetable. Put him in a coma. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, this this guy, he, it's like every writer makes Flash some sort of cipher for something else. You know, and and even uh, with the last war story where he lost his leg, which I actually thought was pretty good, he was still a cipher for something else. They used him to tell it, you know, to you know what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't about Flash uh, so much; it was about you know the the ongoing war. And so suddenly, you know, all the, the character, all the characterization that we had with Flash, it's all it's always uneven. And now now he's gone from being you know the the handicapped vet, you know, who. who Risked his life, you know, for his country to international man of mystery. You know, suddenly he's gone from that to Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, and, baby. And it's and it it's it doesn't make any sense. It's forced. I like the fact that Peter's talking to MJ because once again it reinforces. It's almost like there's like a subconscious part of Slot that says, you know, I still have to show Peter and Mary Jane talking, even though Carly's perfect for him. You know, but at the same time. Whenever Peter's actually got some shit he has to work out, he, he goes to Mary Jane. He doesn't go to his girlfriend. <laughs> you know, he, all he does is get, hang up with his girlfriend. He's like, well, I sure would like to be kissing something or touching something soft. I think I'll call that Carly chick, the one with the glasses. <laughs> but then, like, when he actually needs to talk about his feelings, he actually goes Well, to he talks to MJ about his Spider-Man stuff is what he can do. Just, just Well, like, I mean, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, that automatically puts him on a more intimate level than he has with uh, the chick who he's presumably nailing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put it in harsh terms. No, no, let's but I mean, tie it all yeah. in together. He's slabbing. Oh God, whatever. <laughs> she's a nine. Um, she's a ten. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stella, Stella's right here when Stella says, uh, "You know, all it takes is for him to lose his legs." And you can already tell that's going to be beaten in the ground. Yeah. All does it happen in Venom number one? Yeah. I haven't read Venom number one yet. Okay, so you know, you blow his legs off, and then suddenly he hulks out. And goes back into eat brain. Basically, he's no different. Well, I take that back. He's a little more pulled back than the Matt Gargan venom because he's not actually swallowing the limb. It makes a point. Hey, I didn't swallow his arm. Like he's getting better. Yeah. All I did was bite it off this time. I didn't eat him. I didn't eat a poodle. So <laughs> is there any? Pr- That's like you have to not inhale. Is there any positive things to the issue, George? I like the artwork. Yeah. I mean, I, I, here's the thing though. Is like when you they have a plane in there. The spy, the spy spider, or something like that, which I guess is going to be his Batmobile or Batplane or whatever, <laughs> where they drop him out, you know, from an altitude, and you know, he goes in to kill people. And it looks like a shark. If you're going to have a, a plane called a spider, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't paint, don't, don't paint like World War II like shark markings on it because it looks like a shark. It doesn't look like a spider. Um, it was cool to see the Ultimatum guys in here though, because I haven't seen them in Spider-Man or anything Spider-related since like what the the late 80s. Hmm. Well, I think that character assassination story. That, that was, was the last one, right? Yeah, that was like, wasn't that McFarlane's uh, it was like last 90, 1990 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to see them. I always like, I thought, I always thought they had a really cool look. Um, but the story, yeah, the story is just, there's too much in here. Venom with a machine gun. It brings too many bad memories from Venom in the 90s back. What's your grade, sir? Um, oh, this gets a, this gets a C minus. Okay. Uh, my grade, uh, C minus also. It's a very poor way to introduce readers to Spider-Man, which was the plot purpose of us getting a third issue this month called The Point Ones. Uh, 
my pro is I, I like the characters of Venom and I like the characters of Flash. I don't know if I like them blending together because Venom is one of, in my opinion, one of Spider-Man's biggest enemies. And Flash is one of Sp- Spider-Man's biggest proponents. And when you have those two, it just doesn't seem like a natural fit. I, I think Venom is going to be out of the element of the book, uh, causing trouble for Spider-Man because, I don't know. I just don't think the ma- mixing of the two worked that great. I, I, Even though the character of Eddie Brock has been screwed so many times, I don't know if you can... I, I'd like him back in the suit. I don't know if you can do it. I think Mr. Bailey and I were talking about the... I wish Venom had the origin that he had in the third movie, where he just he got screwed by uh, the bugle and yeah, where he's yeah. he's the the scumbag version of Peter and he's Parker. he's the I I with great power comes great fun or whatever that is. I I I like him yeah. being the Yang of Spider-Man's Yang or yeah, but that's that's the Hobgoblin guys. Come on, I, now. I, I. <laughs> anyway, well, you got a point there. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Marvel zombie. I'll be picking up the Venom uh, ongoing series. I don't think it'll last past 18 issues like the previous one where they copied the thing, John Carpenter's thing. Oh God, Daniel <laughs> Wade needed to be shot at. No, 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 no! Don't say that. Good lord. Uh, <laughs> okay, figuratively. I mean, it was bad. It was I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up in hardcover on cheap on eBay like a year from now. C minus out of me. I don't know what I think. Real quickly, uh, there's a teaser. There's a two-page double spread at the end. I'm just gonna uh, uh, say some of them. Everybody, give me your thoughts. What you think of it? Uh, we've got him. Uh, we've got Mr. Negative sitting in a chair with anti-venom with a knife through him. What do you guys think? Looks interesting. This is upcoming storylines in Spider-Man for the next year or so. Uh, anybody else? Anti Venom dying possibly? I was I was never really that that big on Mister Negative to begin with, and I really didn't care for uh, the Eddie Brock Anti Venom anyway. So I, I look at that and I was like, meh. Uh, second panel, Spider Man in outer space. I don't uh. I don't know if that's Cable because <laughs> Cable's dead, and some it's Cable because it's a giant gun. Yeah, or is that a chick with a bag over her head? I have no idea. And he's it's both. I don't know. Uh, the most interesting panel, uh, Mary Jane sticking to a wall. Uh, she goes, no way, Peter, what have you done? Any thoughts on Sitcom. <laughs> Stella, you like Mary Jane with the wall po- sticking powers? Um, sure. Okay. I guess, I mean, is, it just, is she just going to be the new jackpot? Or, or maybe he invented a new web sticking formula and he tried it on her. I don't know. Uh... Carly is kissing the Hobgoblin in mass. That's Nora. Sorry. That's Nora. Yeah. Nora kissing the Hobgoblin in mass. JR, what do you think of that goblin smooch? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Phil's got a long way to go if he's, uh, if he's gonna match Norman's, uh, record here and, uh, you know, effect on the ladies. Um, I, I don't I care. Like- none, of, none, of the, none, of the, none of what I'm seeing in these panels particularly excites or interests me. Uh, other than, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of like Doc Ock being, you know, the master planner again and cooking up something. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, none of this. You know, the Mary Jane sticking to the wall, I think, I think they've said, you know, everybody gets spider powers or something. And doesn't it tie into that fear? You know, another one of these idiotic... Uh, crossovers. Uh, you got to admit, so. Nora calling Uncle Phil pumpkin is kind of cute. <laughs> Guess what, pumpkin? I don't know. Did, kinda, did she lick did, his face? I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Is she going to talk it? about what an enormous blank he has? 
<laughs> is she going to say mine after oh, she looks his face? Uh, another <laughs> panel. What? All this time you've been in the lab next to me? You? Who could be next door for Peter? Anybody? Uncle Dr. Ben. <laughs> Anybody else? Dr. Octopus. Okay. Uh, and another shot is of the Sinister Six returning with uh, Rhino, uh, Sandman, Mysterio, uh, Electro. I have no idea who that person is in the background behind Black Cat. That looks like Chameleon. Chameleon or okay, Tombstone. Possibly. That's that one, two, three, four, five. It's five villains and Doc Ock. That's six. Okay. And uh looks like Spider-Man asked for help from the Black Cat and Venom. Which is weird. Do we well, really have to have the black cat back in the looking for? Who knows? Anyway, uh, are you guys interested for the next year from these panels? You know, can I can I just say something yeah. real quick about the Avengers? Right. That first panel. I can remember when all the all the Mary Jane and marriage haters used to always say, "This isn't this is Spider Man. It's not Spider Man and Mary Jane." Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting to the point now where the Avengers are like the new supporting cast in this book. They have been for they're years. Like every other, since JMS. They're in every other. They're in every other damn issue now. Yeah. Now you're going to have the Fantastic Four in there too. I remember the day when you know the Spider-Man stories were strong enough that you could sell them with just Spider-Man in them. Yeah, I'm, and I'm you didn't have you to throw that. Wolverine in there. You didn't have to throw Iron Man in there, or the, you know, I mean. That says something, and, and I don't know if it says something about the state of Spider-Man. I think it, it does in large part. They're trying to get you know other people interested back in Spider-Man again and say, oh, hey, look, see, it doesn't suck anymore. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if it's also just a, a thing you know, with the market. I mean, when you looked at the direct numbers from this last month, which were so god-awful, I think the top comic only sold 73,000. Yeah. Um, that it may just be where they're trying to cross market everything. I'm, I, you know, they're going to throw in freaking Howard the Duck again here soon. They actually have I mean, a new Howard the Duck book where he's in the Frightful Four with She Hulk Man. He thing. will be in Spider Man at some point, Mark. <laughs> They've already done it. It's called Quack Attack. Did you not see that one, Scott? The... <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you think this is an a? Do you think this is an attempt because the Avengers are so popular right now to? Maybe it's a haphazard kind of half-assed attempt on the part of Marvel to go. No, look, Spider-Man's still one of the big guns. You know, he's in the Avengers, and the Avengers are in his book, so Spider-Man's still relevant. But uh, we we talked about this last month, where uh, you know the Avengers are here, and soon the Fantastic Four is going to be in the book if the solicits are to be believed. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I want to read Spider-Man. I want to read the adventures of Peter Parker and his supporting cast. It's great that he's in the on these teams, but they shouldn't be in every freaking issue. And we'll wrap up the show right about there. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for helping us pay the bills. A spider example of their great prices is on the Fear Itself Spider-Man miniseries. This one is tying into the big summer event, and the description reads, quote, Manhattan is gripped in violent panic. Peter Parker has not slept in days, and he's abandoning his friends and family. Spider-Man cannot, will not stop if there are people to be saved. But as the opening salvos of fear itself take their violent toll, will Spidey have what it takes to fight his own doubts? Unquote. The cover price, $2.99. Mail order has it for just a buck eighty-five, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. 
Thanks for listening, gang, for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas.